you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. Well, good morning. I'm also going to share the word today. <laughs> Can we give the Lord a hand one more time? Woo! I am very excited. You know, it's, it's an honor again to be in front of you and sharing the word of God. It's an honor. It's a privilege. You know, Lord, I just want to honor God. I just want to thank God uh, to be in front of you. And I was preparing this lesson for the whole week because we're going to talk about the third person in the true in God. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Shall we pray first and let's ask God to help us today and let the Holy Spirit and the, the grace of God be upon me. Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, I just pray, oh God, that it's not about me. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit will speak through me, Lord God, and help me today, Lord God, to be articulate in sharing your word. Lord, we honor you, Father, Spirit, Son. We thank you for your grace today. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, amen. amen. Okay, can we go to my first slide? Our, our series uh, uh, on the coming uh, days is Make Room. Say, Make Room. And the title... Can we go to the next slide, please? Make room. The title does not mean a posture of accommodating, but a posture of yielding and honoring the Holy Spirit in our lives. When I was in college, hmm, I cannot count anymore. 25 years ago. 25 years ago. Um, every Friday, all of the college students from Manila they go back to their provinces. And I live in Laguna. It's about four hours of drive, of commuting. Uh, we call it jeepney. And all of my, you know, laundry, I have a big bag, you know, and then I carry it, you know. And you can see all of them carrying their laundry because I don't, you know, I don't wash clothes in, you know. Hey, I'm... Focusing on my studies, you know, I was eight hours on the piano in the conservatory of music, you know, no time to wash my clothes, so I have to bring it up. And the thing is, the problem is, there are jeepneys, you know, in each provinces, and then there's this, the, the guy, they call it Barker, they call people to, you know, hey, come on, let's ride, you know, there's some more over here, you know, they're the one that's in charge of, you know, pushing the passengers, Come on, give some room, make room, make room. And they don't want to make room for me. <laughs> Man, I was sad. Why? Because I have a big, you know, you have to hang on to the jeepney, you know. And there's a piece of metal over there. I have to step on it and then hang. <laughs> and then I started to pray, Lord. You know, they don't want to give room to me. But thank God after an hour of grueling ride at the back, there's this, uh, you know, lady. Oh, don't worry. I'm going down over there, and there's two of us, and then you can have the seat. Amen? So they don't want to make room for me, and I'm just, okay, so be it. But when it comes to the Lord, amen, it's not just making room, right? It is not just like, oh, you're not, you know. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, we take it seriously. Uh, the Holy Spirit deserve all the glory, the honor, and the praise that we have. So we honor him. And then, can we go to the next slide, please? We're going to talk about 
the effects of lack of empowerment from the Holy Spirit. So if we don't have the Holy Spirit in our lives, this is what happens. If we, don't, if we don't let the Holy Spirit empower us or live in us and, and have faith and to know Him personally, this is what happens. Number one is what? Struggling with the Christian life. I have uh, one of our young people a uh, few years back. And he said to me, Elmore, when I became a Christian, I'm failing my grades. And I've been to fight a lot. I was fighting a lot. And I was disobeying my parents. And then I go, come here, brother, come here, come here. And I started to pray with him. It's not supposed to be like that. When you become a Christian, when you have the Lord with you, it's not supposed to be like that. And then he just said, can you pray for me? And then I prayed for him, you know, and love on him and, and pray for him that the, Lord, the, the empowerment, the Holy Spirit upon him. And in about a week, he came back. Man, I got an A on my class. I was like, wow, there's something changed in my life. There's something, and I'm now beginning to know about the Lord. Why? Because there is what? The impartation of the Holy Spirit. This is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit daily in our lives. Number two, doubting salvation. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be, if I die tonight, I'm not sure if I'm going to go to heaven. We have to be secure. Amen? When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart as your personal and Savior, it's done. You're saved. Amen? I say amen. amen. It's done. It's, Jesus has paid the price already. You don't have to doubt your salvation. You are sealed. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Number three, limited life change. Okay? There are some people, we are not perfect. There are some things in our lives that need to be changed. But it seems that you're, if you are not empowered by the Holy Spirit, if, if the Holy Spirit is not really moving in your life, it's like you're, you're a turtle. You know, you're stagnant in your Christian life. And then, lack of boldness to be a witness. It's like, man, I don't want to share my... I don't want to share my faith to my, 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 my classmates and everything. I am a silent Christian. Shh. Have you heard that? I am a silent Christian, don't tell. Okay? Lack of boldness to be a witness. But with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you are going to be bold as a lion and share the gospel. Striving and doing ministry. Oh, I'm going to go to church anymore. Uh, children's ministry again, uh, going to church, blah, 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 and everything and everything. There's no joy in everything. And that's not it. We have to be the most joyful person in the whole world and let's serve the Lord and, you know, I want to do it for the glory of God. And number six, oppressed spiritually. How many, uh, uh, there, there will be some, like what I said, as Christians, we rely on the Lord daily. Say Daily. We rely on the Holy Spirit daily. Or else, we will be what? Oppressed. Because there will be voices, the negative voice from the enemy, and the voice from the Holy Spirit. If we continue not to rely on the Holy Spirit, what happens now? We will dwell on the negative things of the enemy. And just waking up in the morning, the enemy will tell you, oh, it's going to be a bad day. I experienced that. I just woke up. You're going to have a bad day. And then I believed it. I'm going to have a bad day. And later on, man, how come I have a flat tire? How come, man, you know, bills coming in? And, ah. You believe the enemy. <laughs> the, the Lord says to me, oh, you believe me. Are you going to believe me? The Word says that I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. 
Amen? Alright, let's go to the next slide, please. The person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a divine person and the third person in the true in God. We can know Him, experience Him, and fellowship with Him. Let's go to the verse. Uh, this is what happened in Acts 2, 1-4. to let's, uh, I'm going to read it to you. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, in one place, they're praying. They're seeking God. You know, church, I want to encourage each and every one of you. Don't stop seeking God. Okay? Tell your neighbor, hey, don't stop seeking God. And tell your neighbor, don't stop believing. That's a song, right? Yeah. But keep on. Don't give up. Don't surrender. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added unto you. Okay, so they were praying. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Next. They saw that seems to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So the first manifestation of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is speaking in another language. It's the heavenly language and it's a blessing for you and me. So when the Lord touches you, and give you this gift of uh, praying in the Spirit, it strengthens you from the inside. It's a gift. It's, it's, a, it's a prayer. Your spirit is praying uh, directly to God. And wow. So I'm going I'm, I'm to want to move ahead. But yeah. There are a number of things that must be understood with regard to the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit a it? Is just a decoration? How many are Star Wars fans here? Look, I am your father. No! Yeah. You know, sometimes you go like this, and you go, Sir, uh, Darth Vader, are you having an asthma attack? I can help you. No. Yeah. <laughs> there are two powers in there, right? The? What's the first power? You need to belong to the dark side. And then the other one, you need to be with the force. Is the, is the Holy Spirit like that? Is it a need? It's just like something that uh, pop out and everything and this and that. And, and yeah. It's like, we, 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 do we know Him? Do we really know the Holy Spirit? These are the things that we need to be settled. Let, next slide, please. Next slide, please. Okay. Hi, Elaine. Let's thank Elaine for you know, doing this slide. Yeah. And also, I want to thank my wife. <laughs> she professionally done all of these things for me. I did some of it, and then it's... <laughs> I spent the whole week doing my PowerPoint. And she spent an hour and a half tweaking it. <laughs> Praise God for my wife. Let's give her a hand. Yay! I am the head of the family, you know? I am the head. But if she says to the left, okay, no. <laughs> it reminds me of my uncle. I am the head of this family. Really, uncle? If I want to cook rice, I will cook rice. If I want to... To wash the dishes, I will wash the dishes. Yes, see. 
These are the things that need to be settled. We need to settle it today. Amen? If the Holy Spirit has a personality and is also called God, then He deserves what? Glory, honor, reverence, respect, worship, and adoration. Just like the two divine persons of the Godhead. If He has personality, then believers can experience His presence and fellowship with Him. In the 16th chapter of the book of John, the Lord Jesus Christ gave us a glimpse of the role of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the Apostle. He is slowly introducing to them the third divine person in the Godhead before he goes back to his Father. The Lord Jesus' words are reassuring, yes, there will be persecution and excommunication that will happen for the Jewish authorities, will put them out of synagogue. But they are assured that when these things happen, they will surely know and experience the Holy Spirit who will, who will be ever present when Jesus physically goes back to his Father. Let's go to the next slide. Let's go to the history. Um, the term pneumatology. Man, I was like pneumatology. Is that the right? Is that the right? Honey, see, my honey is laughing at me again. How do you pronounce this? Uh, yeah, uh, did I do it correctly, church? Yes, I, I passed. Yes, Lord. Pneumatology. I thought, uh, man, a lot of ology, right? The lology, the, lology, the, the you know, the, uh, yeah. Came from the two Greek terms, namely, pneuma. Right. Meaning breath, air, or spirit, and logos means word, speech, communication, or message. In Christian systematic theology, it is used to refer to the study of the personality and works of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the next slide, please. Right, the, the, the popular notion of personhood. Personhood is so easy to communicate your feelings or your, you know, someone that you can see. Like, for example, my wife. I can say, I love you, honey. And then she's going to say, that, I love you. Yeah, 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 high five, you know, you can see her, right? It's easy to, to have that, that uh, relationship because she can, you know, she's there. You know, do you love me? Yeah. How many know fiddler of the roof, fiddler in the roof? Do you love me? And then the woman says, "I cook for you." <laughs> do you love me? I wash the dishes for you. Do you love me? I take care of the children. So the guy is only asking the word "I love you," but the woman doesn't want to say, right? So it's so it's it's uh, something like that. But, but yeah, it's a communication. <laughs> It's a communication, right? Right? It's right there. But with the Holy Spirit, do we see the Holy Spirit? Do we see the Holy Spirit? It's a spirit, right? That's why we cannot see Him. But we know that He is here. He is with us. The moment that you receive the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, the Holy Spirit is in you. In you. Forever. And then... Um, the Holy Spirit is the third divine person and true in God. In the Jewish Targum Midrash teaching and mindset, the Holy Spirit does not possess. See, this is now the uh, Jewish Targum and Midrash teaching mindset. This is the Jewish teaching and this is their belief that the Holy Spirit does not have an ego. The Holy Spirit, they believe, okay? The Holy Spirit doesn't have a self-identity. And the Holy Spirit, they said that they, the Holy Spirit doesn't have any personality. Instead, the Holy Spirit is only a power, a divine power emanating from Yahweh. Wow. And 
As years passed by, it was embraced by some denominations. Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness, they only believe that the Father, and the whole, they don't believe about the Holy Spirit. They believe that the Holy Spirit is just like an it. It's just like it doesn't have a personality. And also, Iglesia ni Cristo. Uh, that's the Philippine uh, religion that we have. I don't know if you know that big church over there in Harmon. Yeah, that's the Iglesia ni Cristo. They don't believe uh, that the Holy Spirit has a personality and everything. However, this is not how early Christian believers see it. They believe that the Holy Spirit possesses an identity and a personality, just like the Father and the Son in the Old Testament. Let's go to the next slide, please. Okay, it says here what? The Holy Spirit has a power to? Can someone, can an it, or can an just, if someone doesn't have a personality, can create? Can some, uh, can, can an, can just a power create something? Nothing, right? So, the Holy Spirit creates. So, He has a personality. How many be, all of us here can create, right? Why? Because we are created in the image of God. Okay, next slide, please. And the Holy Spirit. He can be resisted and grieved. Yet they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. So He turned and became their enemy and Himself fought against them. We could grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the next slide, please. He has intellect. For He knows there are three men looking for Peter. When Peter, after praying and see the vision on top of his roof, then the Holy Spirit whispered to him, what did the Holy Spirit says? While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So he's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's telling him, there's three men looking for you. Right? He communicate to Peter. It's a communication. Next slide, please. He has emotion because he can be grieved when we sin. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. For example, sorry, I'm using my wife too much today. For example, okay, for example, my wife told me, honey, you need to wash the dishes. It's piled up. And then I forgot, you know, I was, you know, Doing so many stuffs. She came home. What will happen to me? Did I grieve her? Did I grieve her? How come this? She was teasing. Is she gonna divorce me? Is she, are we gonna stay hating each other? Is she gonna stay mad at me for for the rest of the life? No. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We could grieve the Holy Spirit, but if we are completely asking, I'm, I'm so sorry. Lord, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Do you think, do you, what will happen now? Okay, I'm going to forgive you. you know? <laughs> I love you. Yee-hoo! Right? It's the same thing. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing with God. No matter what you've done, no matter things that you don't grieve the Holy Spirit, okay? But if we grieve Him, it doesn't mean it's over. Okay? We just need to what? Ask for forgiveness. And let God go before us. The problem is, 
Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm going to do the sin again tomorrow. <laughs> right? Are you already thinking, oh man, I'm going to fall. Or, I will never do that again. And the enemy will laugh at you. Ha, 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 ha. You're going to do it again. Most important thing is that when we, you know, did something wrong, all we need to do, Lord, I'm so sorry I did this. I greet you. But God, I will rely, rely on you. And I know I can make it. I know I could be better because I have you. Amen. All right, let's go to the next one. He has a will for he had decided to set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work to which he has called them. Acts 13.2, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which he had called them. So the Holy Spirit is, can think. The Holy Spirit has a personality. He has, all right, and then as years pass by, there's this guy. His name is Montana. Say Montana's. I thought it's Hannah Montana. I said, oh, look, that sounds like Hannah Montana. Now, Montanus is a priest, uh, part of a cult, uh, the, a cult religion. The difference between a cult, a cult is a uh, people that worship the dark side, okay? The enemy, a cult, a cult. They're mixing it up, with, you know. But a cult, no, no O, but a cult, C-U-L-T, cult, they think, they, they mixed up Christianity, and it's messed up, okay? It's not, you know, there are some discrepancies on that one. So this guy, Montanus, uh, became Christian. Well, I'm a Christian. And he was good in pr- pr- prophetic word, and there's some people followed him in uh, Perugia, and also in Roman um, minor in Asia, Roman minor Asia. And just a great followers. And then he was prophesying, you know, and everything. But the problem that happens to him is that he said, I am the embodiment. I am the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. He just said, I am the Holy Spirit. And then he said, my words is the same as the word of God. Ooh, he crossed the line. Okay? And that's it. That's why all the people say, oh, you're heresy. It's heresy. Heretic. So they don't bother him. Just go on with your bad self. Okay? <laughs> Bye-bye. We're going to go. And then during the peak of Arian heresy, Arian heresy is that they believe that Jesus is a lesser God. Amen. They said that Jesus is 100% God and also 100% man. And they said that Jesus is lower than the Father in heaven. Why? Because in the Garden of Gethsemane, what does Jesus say? He was praying, Father, receive, you know, help, you know. He was asking for help. Lord, if this cup, you know, but not my will, but your will be done. So there, there's a heresy. There's, so they meet up again, and they said, no. They came up to John 1, 1. What does John 1, 1 says? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. So they nailed it. Jesus is equal with the Father. Wow. And then... Another six years passed by. Uh, they convened in Constantinople, uh, AD 381. They finally nailed it. The identity of the Holy Spirit. That's why the Apostles' Creed and the, uh, the Nicene Creed was, was uh, 
develop. Okay? I believe in God the Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God three in one. We were singing that in the church, right? So they nailed it. Yes, praise God. And then years passed by. Um, our several prominent figures in church history devoted their time in studying about the Holy Spirit, like Athenaeus, 296-373, Basil the Great, Didymus the Blind, Martin Luther, John Calvin, Benjamin Warfield, but did not really focus in much of the spiritual manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So we have these great fathers of the faith, and they studied the Holy Spirit, but they don't spend too much, you know, of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, of the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Then years passed by again. A couple of events were interlinked with the mighty move of the Holy Spirit. During the early part of the 19th century, the first occurrence happened in Topeka, Kansas, where Charles Fox Parham taught a small group of Bible students about speaking in tongues that ensures after regeneration. A second occurrence of this spiritual manifestation took place, this time in an abandoned Methodist church in 312, uh, in church at 312 Hazusa Street in 1906, led by African-American holiness preacher named William J. Simmer, who was taught by Charles Parra. Simmer and the rest of the believers have been meeting there for three years until an outpouring of the Holy Spirit happened through speaking in tongues. This is probably the most Pentecostal event about the baptism of the Holy Spirit took place in a modern-day setting. It is unfortunate that the Holy Spirit work has been neglected for many centuries by many major denominations. Okay, this is what happened now. Due to the fact of extreme. Okay, some Pentecostal churches did extreme. Okay, it's like, wow. And then so the skeptics says, oh no, this is, what's happening to you guys is, uh, it's not the way it is. It's disorder. Okay? So that's why there are two groups now was born. They separated. The cessationists, say cessationist. And the continuationist. Wow, it's hard for me. I said the cessationist, uh, the first time I, continuationist. Cessationist? Continuationist. And then I said to myself, it's like the, the word contortionist. It's not contortionist. <laughs> Continuation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Cessationists, this are group of denominations believe that the giftings and the power gifts of the Holy Spirit and the workings of the Holy Spirit is already done when the last apostle died. Cessationists. They don't believe about miracles anymore. They don't believe about the prophetic gift. They don't believe all of those things anymore. They are cessationists. But the con- continuationalist it's like they still believe today we need the Holy Spirit's work we need the power of God today we need the Holy Spirit today because Jesus says that he is the same yesterday, today and forever can we give the Lord a clap yeah let's go to the next slide please and it says here and I will ask the Father And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you. And he will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. 
I will come to you. There is a book titled, The Forgotten God, Reversing Our Tragic Neglect of the Holy Spirit by Francis Chan, which focuses so much on introducing the personality and the work of the Holy Spirit. It's true that the Holy Spirit remains to be forgotten, forgotten God, because believers are illiterate with regards to who He is in the pages of the Scripture and how He moves in the lives of the believers. Many believers today call themselves Trinitarian, but they only know so much of the two divine persons in the true in God, making them sometimes guilty of patrolarty or Christolarty. Focusing only on the Father and the Son without knowing much about the Holy Spirit. In fact, this is also what the disciples of John experienced when they were on hearing about uh, John experienced when they were only hearing about God and the coming Messiah, but never about the Holy Spirit. So in this next slide, you will see that uh, Peter, uh, Paul was traveling and then he met some disciples. And then uh, go to the, to the next slide, please. And they were like, you know, teaching. And they know about the Father. They know about Jesus. But when they um, encounter some of the disciples on this uh, passage, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Uh, when you believe? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Wow. They, they don't know. And then they, um, like the disciples in Ephesus, for some Christians, the Holy Spirit seems like a decoration tucked under the Father and the Son without really understanding His ministry work. Are we aware without the Holy Spirit, we will remain to be ordinary human beings who move only based on the ways of the world? Without the Holy Spirit, our, the way we move, the way we live is what? We're getting it from the world. But when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, when we receive God in our lives, we are now moving the way God wants us to move. I love to play basketball. Man, basketball is life. Ball is life. When I was um, in high school, the problem is, every time I dribble, every time I make a mistake, I will say an you know, F word. I will say something. You know, and even I, I, someone tripped me, I'm going to throw the ball and hit him on the head. And then I'm going to go into... You know, a man always, you know. But if it's a big guy... I'm going to grab my sorries and then run away. That's the best way. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit started changing. When I received the Lord Jesus Christ at the age of 16, and I asked the Holy Spirit to, to be in my heart, wow. Every time I say a curse word, the Holy Spirit, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Lord, please forgive me. You know, why? Because there's the Holy Spirit now convicting me of my wrongdoings. Hey, that's not right. Hey, did you go to church? Did you read your Bible? Oh, but before, I haven't heard that. Right? How many experienced that? Before you haven't heard that, that when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and the Holy Spirit speaking to you, oh, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, Lord, sorry. Right? Because He's guiding us into all truth. The Holy Spirit will guide you and point you to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next slide, please. Number one, the Holy Spirit's Help us in our daily walk. In John 14, 16, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. And then let's go to Exodus 31, 
3. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and craftsmanship. All of your giftings, all of our talents and abilities, craftsmanship, uh, what, is, what does it say there? Uh, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom. Wisdom is coming from God. It's not knowledge. Knowledge is what? Coming from human, right? We, we learn from school, those knowledge, but we come, when it comes to wisdom, it's coming from the Lord. With understanding, with the knowledge, and all kinds of skills. So all the things that you are right now, you are loved by God. The Lord has given you giftings and ability because God is going to use you mightily in His kingdom. Tell your neighbor, God's going to use you mightily in, in His kingdom. Tell them, yes. And John 6, uh, let's go to the next uh, slide, please. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from my Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. So when we have the Holy Spirit, it always points us to Jesus. Always Jesus. Always the love of God. John 16, 7, nevertheless, let's go to the next slide, please. Uh, I think the, the, the translation is uh, way different, but uh, you will get the, uh, the point of it. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Church, are we trusting in our own strength? Or relying more of the Holy Spirit? That's my biggest problem, church. Sometimes I trust men. I always trust on my own strength. I always, growing up, I need to be in control. It's me. It's, I did it my way. I, I want to be in control. I want to I wanna know. I want to understand. How many like you like to reason? You know, I want to understand. I want to reason. I want. Just give it to God. Give it to God. Because it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen? Although we have our strength and abilities, but most likely we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. We need to rely on God. How can the Holy Spirit help us in our spiritual walk? How, you know, how about in their prayer life? You know, one, how many likes uh, Netflix doing your uh, marathon, your uh, series? I love to do that. You know, I, the problem with, with the... Uh, with the series, how many can uh, you watch one series over here? I only gonna watch one, and then later on, oh no, and then there it goes. Da -da -da -da. Okay, another one, uh, man, another one, another one, and then later on, I wasted two hours, <laughs> three hours of Netflix and everything. And the Lord says to me, Elmore, too much of that. You, you gotta slow down. So the Holy Spirit. Teaches us, teaches me, you know, slow down, spend time with me. And that's it. Yeah, I learned from it. Thank you, Lord. How can the Holy Spirit encourage us? This is a true story. I did something really bad a few years back. I already confessed it to my, one of the brothers and everything. Man, please, I know, pray for me. I have this, you know, I've done something wrong, you know, in, in, the, in the sight of God and, you know. I even fasted two days, three days. But 
there's the difference between conviction and condemnation. Condemnation is from the enemy. Condemnation will say to you, if you do something wrong, oh, you're no good Christian. Give up. Throw in the towel. That's from the enemy. Condemnation. But conviction is like, okay, champ, you made a mistake. Come on. Let's work it out. Okay? I forgive you. Let's work it out. But I relied more on the condemnation. I was not listening, you know. To, you know. And there come a point, I was hitting myself. You know, I'm trying to hit myself on the face. I slap it hard. And I was crying. And then I slap it again. I was going, oh, you know, what is wrong with me? And then I started to even hit my head on the wall. You know? I need encouragement. Lord, are you, real? Are you here? And then the Holy Spirit speak to me on the inner voice. Elmore, no matter what you do, <laughs> you hurt yourself, beat up yourself, you can never repay what Jesus has done on the cross. Your sins are forgiven. It is done. It is done on the cross. Oh man, I cried. <laughs> you know, if I'm a lady, I have mascara. <laughs> probably, my, probably my whole face is like, oh. and then my wife sees me. Are you doing the kids, yeah, rock and roll star? You know, no. And then he gave me a verse in Isaiah. You know the verse where the woe to me, I'm an, a man of unclean lips. Isaiah was in front of God, and then the cherub went to the get a call, and then he put it on Isaiah's lips and see. Now you are clean. Amen? Can we give the Lord a shout of praise? Church, you are clean. You are blessed. You are washed by the blood of the Lamb. And then, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, he will speak and he will declare you the things that are to come. Let's go on the uh, next slide and I'll be done soon. The Holy Spirit, in, in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, 11, however, it is written, what no eye has seen, has ear, have, has heard, and what the human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Where are we getting our truth? Facebook? CNN? Fox News? Snapchat? Newspapers? Or self-help books? We get our truth in the Word of God. We get the truth by the Holy Spirit living in us. If we go to those route, we will be lost. Our Christian faith will be lost. Our main focus is to seek God, is to rely on the Holy Spirit. How can the Holy Spirit lead us to understand the truth of the Scripture more in our lives? We humble ourselves. We seek. We sometimes how many experience you were praying is nothing happening right when you were praying Lord, man where are you God he's there we just need to what persevere
Keep on seeking. Keep on asking. Keep on doing what you need to do and worship Him. And soon enough, I was just driving my car one time. And I'm just praying, you know, Lord, thank you for my church. Thank you for everything. And suddenly, you know, the, uh, the Lord came and I was crying. Pray for these people who are lost. I was like, Lord, I pray for these people, you know, pray for my church family. Lord, bless all of them, those people who are hurting. Lord, and I was crying. And then after that, the, uh, two weeks passed, three weeks passed. I was just driving and I was so downhearted. I was feeling down and, you know, I was like anxiety coming in and, pro- you know, like things going on in my mind. And suddenly, I was praying and worshiping God. I started laughing. <laughs> I was starting full of joy and everything. And the Lord says to me, man, just give to me. Cast all of your cares. Cast your cares to me. The Lord says, cast your cares, for He cares for you. He loves us. He cares for us. No matter what situation you are in right now, brothers and sisters, no matter how strong you are facing, or it's a giant in front of you, no matter the things that is in front of you, all things are possible if you will just believe and trust God. There's a business dealing or a family, a family that you are praying for or uh, a breakthrough that you want to do in your life. Yes, it can be done because the power of God and the living Holy Spirit is upon you and I. The Bible says that the Spirit of the living God is upon us because He has anointed us to preach good news, to set the captives free, to, to bring joy of gladness to those in Zion who mourns. We bring life. We bring the life of God to people. Amen. When we go to our workplaces, when we go to our families, when we go and go out of this church, you will be alive. You will be full of life. You will be full of the Holy Spirit. And you will share the greatness of God in your life. And people will see, wow, there's something different about you. Yes, because Jesus Christ lives in me. And He can live with you also. Wow. Wow, I felt the... I just felt... I love all of you guys, man. Just... I just, man, our God is great. Our God is awesome. Whoo! Okay, our second to the last slide, then we're done. John 16, 17, 11. Nevertheless, I tell the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judge. Next slide, please. The Holy Spirit comforts us, reminds us, and teaches us. Testify about who Christ is, so we can testify, convicts, and guides. And then lastly, on conclusion... Let's all read it, church. Ready? Conclusion. Without the Holy Spirit, it is impossible to know who God is in our lives. It is our hope and prayer that as we understand and know Him more, then we will honor, adore, glorify, magnify, and worship Him as we do the Son and the Father. This is also an opportunity for every believer to know the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and the Father through our intimate relationship with the third person of the true in Godhead, namely the Holy Spirit. Shall I call the, the worship team and let's just bow down our heads and let's pray. Just worship the Lord today, just you and God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Maybe you're here and you're lost. You're not sure if you're saved. And you want to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And you want the Holy Spirit to come upon your heart. And said, Brother Elmore, I, I, I need a Savior. I need Jesus in my heart. While your heads are bowed and closed, just in your heart, examine your heart. I, I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I have done so. I, I need peace in my heart. The Bible says that Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. If you will open your heart, He will come. Jesus will come to your heart and be with you forever. While heads are bowed and closed, if that's you, I said, Elmore, brother, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Just kindly lift up your hands. Without eyes looking, if that's you, just lift up. I want Jesus. I want to know more Jesus. I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I see that hand. Any more hands? I see that hand, brother. God bless you. Those people who have raised up their hands, just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that will be with me forever. Lord Jesus, be Lord of my life. Reign in my life. You are my Savior. And now I know that my name is written in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's...